Hello and welcome to episode 427 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan and I'm back for the final edition of Market Monday for this summer. This show is designed to get you up to speed very quickly on recent average draft position, aka ADP movement in the fantasy football markets. In the show notes, you can find a free link to charts and the full article on this topic from ETR Director of Analytics and the man behind all this, Michael Leone. By the way, it's almost DFS season. I can taste it. Our preliminary content schedule and in-season only package are available on the site right now. It's really our specialty DFS and it's just the best. So check it out. Also, if you are the type of person listening to a fantasy football market update podcast right now, you should be putting your knowledge to work at Underdog Fantasy. Promo code ETR will get you up to $100 in free entries. Remember, they have this absurd $2 million to first fantasy tournament going on right now on a $25 buy-in. Totally insane. That's promo code ETR for up to $100 in entries at Underdog Fantasy. All right, let's start with the fallers this week. The biggest fallers in the last seven days. Cam Akers is down four spots on underdog to 52 and a half average draft position. I don't think I've drafted Cam Akers once this summer. And it's not that I really hate him, but he goes and was going in a range where I prefer wide receiver or tight end by a massive margin. I also think the way that Akers played last year and the kind of injury that he came off of and maybe is still dealing with, the fact that he's been banged up for most of August, and by the way, still isn't full speed yet, you know, it's just been a pass for me. But I do get the bull case on Cam Akers. I mean, Sean McVay typically prefers workhorse back over committee. And last year in the playoffs, you know, when all the chips were in the middle in the playoffs last year, the Rams were all in on Cam Akers. Even as Cam Akers struggled, they stuck with him. Still, I think there's enough warning signs here that I do believe the rhetoric around the Rams that they'll play more committee at running back this year. I like taking Daryl Henderson as we did a couple of weeks ago in that FFPC 2K draft, you know, that the gap between where Akers goes and where D Henderson goes is just too wide still, I think. Second follower is David Montgomery. He's down three and a half spots to 64.9 on underdog. I, I hate this setup for David Montgomery. You know, the franchise is broken. It, the worst offensive line in the entire league. Mediocre talent at best on offense, just a, a horrific team. And Dave Montgomery himself, I think, is a mediocre talent. But man, 64.9 for someone who projects as a true three down plus plus goal line back. Yeah, I know there's a lot of hype on Cleo Herbert from the film bros, but I'm just not sure the Bears agree. In the preseason finale, Dave Montgomery was in for 20 out of 22 snaps before taking a rest. Cleo Herbert only came on for breather back snaps. So look, I probably still don't take Dave Montgomery in redraft. He's just not the kind of player that I want in redraft. But in best ball, you know, 65th overall is just too late for someone who has direct paths to 17 to 20 touches per game. Traylon Burks, old friend Traylon Burks is down another six and a half spots to 102.5 overall. I'm so tired of talking about Traylon Burks, but he's now slid into a range where I think I need to discuss him again. My stance hasn't really changed. He has first round draft capital. The Titans wide receiver room is total dust. Traylon Burks is going to play and play plenty this season. I've said that through this whole saga. The idea that he's going to be a backup all year is just absurd. Now, do I think he's likely to be a rotational player with Bobby Trees and Nick Westbrook-Akini and maybe Kyle Phillips, you know, to start off the year? Sure. But eventually they have to get Traylon Burks out there a ton. 
Now, will he succeed when he's out there? That's the thing for me. You know, it's such a bad offense to invest in for wide receivers. AJ Brown was incredible, incredible, but didn't exactly like break fantasy. And Traylon Burks is, I mean, a shell of AJ Brown right now. So I'm fine to take some shots in the 102 overall range, but I'm certainly not prioritizing Traylon Burks. I'm not going out of my way to draft him. Fourth faller, Isaiah Spiller, down 19.3 spots, the 151st overall. You know, when I first released favorite flyers in our draft kit, shout out to us, I included Isaiah Spiller. Since then, though, it, it's been bad, and I did make an edit and an update to that article. Isaiah Spiller has failed to separate it all from Josh Kelly or Larry Roundtree, and then Isaiah Spiller hurt his ankle in the second preseason game. Right now, I expect Josh Kelly to open the season as the big back compliment to Austin Eckler. And honestly, I'm not sure what to think on Isaiah Spiller. You know, there's little reason for me to believe that he can scale up this depth chart quickly. Meanwhile, all this, you know, pretty good news for Austin Eckler. The Chargers still have not found anyone to give Austin Eckler a break, would not fault anyone for taking Austin Eckler fifth overall. In fact, I think that's probably right. Jalen Tolbert's down eight spots on FFPC, 148th overall. You know, there were some really bad reaches on later round rookies that are getting corrected now. I'm not even sure. Jalen Tolbert will start week one in two wide receiver sets. I expect it to be CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown. And I'm not convinced that Tolbert has even separated from guys like Semi Foco and others. So yeah, I mentioned on here a couple of weeks ago when Tolbert was rising that it was really, really thin. And, you know, he got up to like something insane, 116th overall on underdog. I hardly have any uh, Jalen Tolbert and, and I'm okay with that. All right, let's get to this week's risers. Mike Davis is up eight and a half spots on underdog and a ton on FFPC as well. Obviously, this is you know injury related. Gus Edwards is going to start the year on Pup. He's out at least four games. The J.K. Dobbins reports have not been glowing. Beat writers seem to think that if J.K. Dobbins is active for week one, he'll be limited. So Mike Davis, 29 years old and on his sixth NFL team, I mean, I, I see a path. But I think Davis's best skill set is pass catching. And Lamar doesn't throw to running back much. I could also see the Ravens adding someone like, like a Ronald Jones, which would obviously hurt Mike Davis. Tyler Beatty can play the sixth round rookie. So I, I get it on Davis, but with my late round picks, I'm trying to hit home runs, especially in redraft. I'm just trying to hit some home runs and if it doesn't work out, move on. I'm trying to catch some more upside. I don't really see that in Mike Davis. So as his ADP has risen, I've been passing. Next riser is the one everybody knows. I mean, Damian Pierce up another 17 spots on FFPC, another 16 spots on underdog, now going 84th there. So basically round six, round seven. The Damian Pierce hype train is going so fast. It's like completely off the rails. I've seen him in round four. I've seen him in round five. Obviously, it looks like the dude can really play. And like Marlon Mack is not a real threat. The problem with going too far on Pierce is that I expect Rex Burkhead to play on pass downs. And the Texans offense could be bad, you know, and that's a fair uh, criticism. But I also think that the Texans offense is a bit underrated by the market. Davis Mills and Pep, I think, are underrated in improved offensive line. Soft schedule, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Brandon Cooks. Like, it's not good, but it, it could be okay. Pierce can catch the ball. Obviously, he's the best runner on the team by a mile. You know, I'm fine with Damian Pierce in round six. I think round five is a bit shakier. By the way, Damian Pierce is 4,800 week one on DraftKings, home against the Colts. I mean, I just can't wait to dissect this and look into the projection and, and work on the ownership and see if he's a player fade. I mean, season long is great, but 
you guys know my heart is DF, in DFS and Pierce will certainly be a, a hot topic. Final riser to mention is Chase Edmonds. He's up 5.8 spots on NFFC, 6.2 on FFBC, 5.4 on underdog to 81st overall. I've been talking about Chase Edmonds for months, it seems. He was going in the hundreds at one point. Now he's up to 81st, as I mentioned. What if the Dolphins offense is good and Edmonds has that DeAndre Swift-ish role, a share of the base work and almost all the pass down work? You know, that's what I love in my running back. It's so valuable. So I'm still buying Chase Edmonds in the 80s, as I talked about on the round by round show. All right, that is going to do it for the final market Monday of the season. Thanks so much to everyone who listened to all these. Hope it was a help. Market updates going forward will be covered with Silva and in other content. Stay tuned this week for the rankings change pod as well as a DFS podcast that I think you guys will enjoy. For producer Jackson, for Jerry, I am Adam. Good luck, everybody. Mm-hmm.